0: Do doo doo doo
1: episode 81 of Tactical Crouch. That's right. This is our fourth week recap show. Doozy of games. Man, so much to digest and analyze. I really... (laughs) I'm like looking forward to it, but I'm not because I feel very conflicted and confused about a couple of these results this week, Joe. Ah! some of them
0: yeah some of them are are a bit a bit strange um some i think less so where other people were like there's no way this team could win the game and then they did so we'll see we'll see um (laughs) one is houston the other probably atlanta is the big the big question marks but we'll see we'll talk about it
1: yeah defiant houston yes atlanta uh I think are all teams that probably London too a little bit. Just but I don't think that's a surprise for us. I think we were I think we clocked to London pretty well from the beginning. Yeah, even when they were doing all well. over the place. Uh we're gonna talk about that though. Before we do though, housekeeping really quick. Show is supported by our patrons. Thank you so much uh to all of our supporters, especially our patron producers. Battlecrab, made pin lotion, Charlie L audio compass, pork Choc, Porkchop Sammy, Kasha67, and Coochie Kopi. Holy sh! that's a list. Thank you all.
0: Every day.
1: Thank you all so much for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. It's just a great way to help us be able to keep up with like podcast hosting costs. Um, with, uh, with like posting two episodes a week now, we have to get uh, more podcast hosting space, and that's a little bit more expensive, and we make all of our own graphics and all that stuff. So if you want to support the show, it's a great way to do it, and you get access to cool perks like our game nights and uh, our civil Crouchers chat, all that good stuff you can find. <laughs> Right there. Uh, so please uh, do that. Although, otherwise, follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. We record Monday and Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And you can listen to us anywhere. That's it. Uh, race the mayhem. We're not going to have to race the mayhem this week. Thank God. Oh. Eat all you want, kids. Make unhealthy yeah. decisions for a week because just kidding. Don't do that. Still make healthy decisions. Beat the mayhem crush that that
0: should that should be the goal here is you know what mayhem might not be raceable at this point pick your own team set your own pace and uh, race whatever team you want true
1: yeah uh but we've got some cool merch there too um i've i finally ordered my shirt the exact uh the blue one that's actually shown right there it's kind of cool it's like a heathered blue so that's going to be coming in i think hopefully by next week so uh, gonna check that out. Uh, Bit.ly/slash race the mayhem. Let's talk about last week's matches. And uh, before we do, though, I, I, we're trying to nail the format on this. If we want to talk about our big takeaways before we talk about the individual matches, or after, we're gonna try it before. See how it goes. Uh, lot a lot to chew on this week, for sure. So uh Joe what were your biggest takeaways? Actually Yiska I haven't I I am asking Joe a ton for some reason. Yiska what were your big takeaways from this week? Uh a lot to a lot to chew on.
2: So um the the one thing that was interesting to me was uh of course how the rain performed which players they fielded especially I think uh, yeah. baby bay is still a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, overall, like the the game is still very volatile. and It's about to be much more volatile. Uh, I think their players have vast differences in their performance delta, uh, which is why we see a lot of um, uh, like unpredictable uh, outcomes of those matches. Um, some get better some get considerably worse some have like one good game and then a terrible game right after and a lot of them are sick and that will continue to happen and some of them play badly when they're sick and some don't as much at least so um, certainly helped me to recalibrate some of those parameters but I think it's going to be um, even more of a coin flippy situation for a lot of those matches coming in the future especially given the uh, hero pools
1: and for those asking about hero pools we do know what they are it's going to be Reinhardt <laughs> is out Widowmaker and McCree is out and Moira is out, out. Uh, but we aren't going to be talking about that that way we're going to discuss it in our preview shows when we can actually preview the matches yep. but if you're like hey what are those that's what they are Um uh Joe, like I don't know, man. Like uh, Atlanta, so I think I think that there's a few big like surprises this past week. So I think Atlanta's performance was one. Um sure. they looked exactly like we expect them to against the Defiant or hoped they would, I would yep. say. And then they fall to the Paris Eternal three to one. Uh yep. we have the Houston Outlaws two very, very, very close matches and finally got the win on one of them against none other than the Defiance who got rolled by the rain the day before. Uh, you've got uh, NYXL fielding Libero finally. That was really exciting.
0: It took you long enough.
1: Man, they look good too. Mm-hmm. A lot of exciting things this week. So, I mean, what were your, what were your biggest takeaways here besides that Libero, you know, just let Libero... <laughs>
0: Um, I think it, it kind of comes down to not properly having the sample size to judge these teams. Um, Paris in particular, I think Defiant got, got a couple of gimmies and people started to jump on them. Um, so it depends. Uh, but that that's kind of my big takeaway from this week is that we're starting to calibrate a little bit more properly. We're starting to really see who's good and who's maybe a little bit overhyped, who needs to prove themselves a little bit more. Um, to this point, again, like we're going to have to kind of soft reset um, with hero pools. And it, it feels like it's going to be a week by week thing. Cause not every team plays on these given hero pools. Right. So it's yes. going to be OK. Who's actually playing and then ranking them within within that weird uh, vacuum almost. So it's 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 it. That's weird. But going into, you know, Overwatch, you know, 2.75, you know, the, this weird, you know, fourth or fifth iteration of the game. Um, I think we started to see people strat- stratify a little bit more. I, I think we're starting to really, you know, have to start penning the apology letters to the Eternal. I think Defiant are very stylistic. They, they don't want to play exactly what was meta. Now, again, that meta t- has changed at this point, um, but they, they didn't want to play that, and that opened them up to kind of lose against teams where you, they shouldn't really be losing to. Um, that opens up teams that have been poor in the standard meta to play off meta things. And if that's, that's the environment you want to play in. Okay. We can, we can brawl and we can fight with you. And that kind of almost evens out the, the playing field. I think that's probably what happened with the outlaws. Granted also go back to listen to last show. I This is, this is a different team. We finally got to see the outlaws come out and actually show up to a game and see why everybody keeps saying that they're doing halfway decent in scrims. And they're, they're a 20th team in Scrims, so why aren't they performing on stage? We finally get to see them on stage. And I don't even know if I'd call that game against the Defiant Claws. I think that was very decisive. I think that was a convincing victory for the Outlaws. The London, London match, not so much. Well, not so much. I think, you know, still still rusty there. <laughs> yeah, that was. And I'm fun not, fun. I'm not, I'm not completely all in with the Outlaws, don't get me wrong. But I think you can hold on to your stonks a little bit longer and and maybe Step ride in them in the out. right
1: direction. Right? We're going oh, to talk about the Outlaws matches specifically in the future and what they changed and why those were impactful. Um, so uh, don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna revisit it. But before we do, one last question to you both: Which single team this week surprised you the most, Yiska? Um.
2: That's a good question. It's probably <sighs> defined in a negative way.
1: Sure. Yeah. Good or bad, for sure.
2: Um like I felt like um and it's it's a weird feeling. It really doesn't feel as surprising in the context, but like, okay, so Defiant gets a win against Paris Eternal. We find out they aren't that this bad, but also of course pre what whatnot. Then they're playing. Um, was it Fi- Philly that they play close? And we consider Philly yep, a good team, five, so yep. um, That that feels like it's a it's a good um, good result for them. But then like. This week, it was pretty much a crumble and it felt a little bit like, you know, like speed running the last season in terms of performing pretty well and then performing not that well, right? So um, it surprised me how quickly that their luck turned around. And uh, it's also not that amazing that it happens at this point in the season, but we'll see. Um, It's hard to foretell if a team like this Benefits from hero pools or doesn't. Um, that's generally a concept I want to explore. Like, for instance, people might say, okay, so there's a team that only plays off meta heroes. So, for instance, like Houston, right? Like, they seem to be at their best when they were playing Doomfist, right? Yep. So,
1: yeah.
2: when McCree gets banned, some people might say, "Okay, so now the outlaws is buffed because nobody can play McCree." Not necessarily so. I think once teams then start practicing that particular pick or put their or or have a better idea on what to do against them or like put their specialists in, and all these whats and ifs and buts, I think there's a pot- potential that even if you're if you're playing the meta you're best at. Everyone else just does it better than you, and that pretty much feels like the justice situation right now. Right? Where it's like, okay, um, maybe HeroPulse doesn't help the teams that play off- wacky off-meta stuff unless their wacky off-meta st- stuff remains playable while everyone else is playing a meta s- composition. That still does well against it. That's a possibility. We'll have to see how that develops in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um it's kind of interesting because uh, you brought up the Washington Justice, and I think Exy, who is probably one of the more exciting players this week, said that like I want to play Corey. Like Corey is the best in the league at at his position, and that's that's the person I want to play against or beat. So, um.
0: a man that hasn't scrimped against Asian teams. <laughs> Fair fair enough. What's up with the Koreans like gassing up all the Western players? Yeah. uh, Who is it? Who is it like two weeks ago? It was a Hawkshaw that was like, man, the Washington justice. Let me tell you about this team. I think they're going to win the title, boys. Like,
1: huh? I mean, is that from? So is that just from like what they've seen online? Are they? No, I I think it's just like
0: bold face, like mind games. (laughs) I don't think they believe that.
1: It's uh, it's like a pity a pity mention
0: almost it's like a joke
2: like I'm not gonna they, say they Carpe. are joking I, yeah. I can t- I can tell you there are teams that are absolutely memeing on the ESPN poll in terms of like what the coaches vote for and therefore some of the ratings uh, are inflated, are inflated. Like, like just show how many people have justice on one Mm-hmm. like come on it's meme it's, it's
0: all No. Nope.
1: fair enough so Joe, Joe who's the most surprising for you good or bad
0: uh, good it's Paris um, this this is a top five team I'm gonna say it now this Whoa. is a team that has blown out expectations and Whoa. will be disgusting this team has blown my mind didn't think they could do it rush is in fact until, a wizard until they can't he's play he's, Reiner, he's casted McCreer a couple Hermione it, um, Granger spells on me and now I am a Paris Stan <laughs> yeah, this team's actually sick like, in all seriousness this team's incredible
2: okay like, yeah the the nuts thing to me isn't that players like Hanbin like XCI even though XCI probably prefer, performs better than I would have anticipated him doing yeah like that his older players from Element Mystic that they are performing well no that doesn't that's I not pretty shocking. much anticipated that what is shocking is how great or how really solid rather the French pieces perform yeah. uh, yes totally. and they' and they'
0: they're combining that is, that's that's the that's the that's the that was the big question is like how how do those two pieces, those two cores combine together so far, so good this team at this current point, I can't predict two weeks in the future, maybe they fall off a cliff with yes, hero yes. pools, but yeah. as it stands right now if we if we stop it here, this team's a playoff caliber team like they've the they've done the, the Asian
1: ones, yeah
0: a hundred percent yeah with that's question with yeah. what we've seen. Paris is is a, a absolutely sick team um, and they're only going to hypothetically so far so good. They've integrated Hanbin. Well, they're working well with that. They're only going to get better. Halfway through, they get another drip feed. They get sparkle back in the roster. Yeah. Now, if, if that if, and again, it's, it's a bit of a reach to say, OK, well, you did it with these guys. Maybe you can do it with this guy. I think there's a little there's there's room to stand on that that argument and say okay now we're going to implement sparkle into this roster no more nico who again go back and watch that doomfist game they were winning 5v6 let's 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 just put that to bed paris was winning a match 5v6 again name me another team that can do that that isn't like the shock titans maybe Like, this team's disgusting.
1: I mean, NYXL's done it a few times for sure. Like, but I get what you're saying, right? Like, they're in that caliber. The comeback potential is super important, and you only see it on the highest caliber teams. I see see what you're saying. All right. But it's still crazy good. But you're right. If there is one team right now that I think is completely overperforming and has jumped tiers uh, in a good way, it's got to be Paris, right? There's, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nobody else. London are three and two, and we kind of expect they yeah, they sit messy. towards the bottom. But I think if anything, you know, even their three two win over the Outlaws just proved how how messy and flawed that that team is. Not that they don't yep. have incredible high points. I mean, Glister is still, oh, you know, yeah, it, yeah they, they've got some really great. But uh, Jimmy Macaroons as uh, <laughs> he's
2: Jebediah um, McDougalls. The thing is, he still, like, to Outlaws' it. disadvantage, had his best game
0: against <laughs> yeah, the Outlaws. Like, like, well, okay, I mean, Outlaws made. I think you could have a good game against the Outlaws last week.
1: G- and Jackson dude, like, McDonald,
0: we we were we
2: were memeing on it, but this kid actually has pretty good ref- reflexes. Oh, this like, kid's
0: like, I I loved the metaphor that you 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 talked about. I don't know if you you can remember it or you want to bring it yeah. up, but. Um, we've kind of coined the term of parrying, where you counter charge and you kind of meet in the middle. You happens with Bray, it happens with Doom, yep. Ryan on Ryan. I don't know anybody who parries as much as J Mac. Yeah, and maybe that's because he's charging, but he seems to do it very consistently on reaction. Yeah. Um, even like with very like tight windows of reaction, like he seems yeah. to just always be there parrying people. Yeah. Yes, does he charge people off the map sometimes and trade and have their team lose or? steal accolades away from his star dps player 100 percent. but you know silver linings i suppose yeah, yeah. it's like the anti gamsu where gamsu is like <laughs> like
2: basically uh like has like a tied like reaction time just like six hours later i reacted to this counter charge cross map it's like <laughs> yeah and then like very often and I, I it might also be prediction because some of them are pretty nuts yeah. It's like when you when you're very close, like he it just happens so often that he counter charges and not just um not just the runs but also breaks. Yeah, and that's breaks very dimmed. impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I think for me the biggest surprise uh, that you guys haven't already said was the Florida mayhem. I think um we we've seen the Florida mayhem. Um they <laughs> Came out shaky. They they crush Houston. We're like, okay, that's kind of what we kind of expected given Houston's initial performance, but still kind of surprising because we still had Houston, you know, in like that that 11 through 14 spot. Yeah. Get crushed by the fusion. Be like, okay, like expected that to be a little bit closer. And then you uh, flash forward to this week. They get totally decimated by the New York Excelsior. And then they lose to London, who we just talked about as being like this really flawed, underperforming team—a team that uh, potentially has some great pieces but hasn't figured out the right way to put them together yet. hasn't got their individual players playing at at a high enough level to be uh, a, a big contenders in the league. And I, it's it was just kind of surprising to me. I would not have guessed that the London Spitfire would be one and three with a yeah four map deficit in their differential and when you look at your wins your two wins come against the London Spitfire map wins and the um Houston Outlaws are your other three map wins that's not a good yeah. look that's really that's that's concerning no sia player um even on uh, those hitscan heavy maps well Maybe nope. they maybe they need to take a, a a page off of the outlaws and just you know Won't what happen. on on the on the you think so just It's okay. juice there okay well
2: yeah um, we will but, pause
1: until you tell us no just <laughs> no
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing is I was pretty papega in predicting these because I was totally unaware that. The, the the Brick nerf patch went live last week and I wasn't evaluating the Mayhem under that filter and it makes a lot of sense that they had a perceived uh, performance drop because in like Brick is only very few instances now a viable champion like very niche and also very just like in counter uh, positions otherwise like, it's not a a thing you can play on every map like they used to with, with the Ana. Um, I agree. Sure. And okay. that certainly hurt them. And I'm just going to tell you, Chris on Lucio is not a good look, dude. Like, when when everyone's in the, Like, oh everyone in their mom Sorry, has, has a European, like, nutcase main support, like yeah. Massa, like Funny Astro, like FD God, you know, like, th- these guys will just take your heads off, like, Assassin-like, and then Chris is just there, like basically like just babysitting someone and booping everyone's kooky last just year
0: so, say it just say it he's kooky yeah. last year he was standing yeah. still doing nothing yes. not riding on the walls not booping people he stands there and he dies that's what yes. he does
2: yeah yeah. that's what he does uh i think he's an okay systems player but that doesn't work anymore for um no, for not, not this, in this league this year uh main support mechanics have been pretty stacked especially with uh rookies coming in we haven't even seen Lee gone um is there anyone else from China that one should name in terms not of main really. supports that are coming in? Not really.
0: <laughs> there will <laughs> people who tell and claim you otherwise real talk. No. <laughs> Sit down, Kenobi. Sit the hell down.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh <laughs> coma. That's actually a good one. I mean, I mean, is not he a bad
0: really. league? I don't know. To no, be honest. I even really can't even really remember role. his role half the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, like uh, oh, Mandu is another one. I'm not sure if we're going to uh, see we'll him see. play ahead of Animal, but yeah, like these these kids are cracked. And then mm-hmm. you have Chris. And
0: it's just bottom. It's not going to happen. Last Jackson as well is another name.
1: Like,
0: yeah, the star. Well, the former star of Houston. You can't really call him that anymore. But
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. they're, they're just Shadows. assassins,
0: and you need an assassin now. there's just someone that gets a pick randomly and well you know i don't think you need an assassin you need somebody who can make those picks who's able to make those plays i don't think you need somebody to just like go ham and just pound but you need somebody who can play those different styles who can play those modes who can shift and change gears and say okay now i can be aggressive chris can't do that just period not gonna happen but i will say that it's not just him this team is underperforming
1: Mm. Yeah, I think overall he's, he's
0: attributing to that a great deal, 100. percent But there, why isn't Cy si a player? And why are we playing Fate and Cry? And I thought Fate was supposed to be the Winston. That's kind of the read I got. Now we're playing Cry so, on maps that facilitated it, anyways. Like,
1: I'm embarrassed, some that, seems you, I'm embarrassed that you haven't weird. seen the pattern yet. I'm embarrassed for you. And okay. I want you to stew in your embarrassment for a moment. We okay. need to mention this change three times on the podcast before they make the change. So this was week two of them not playing side players. So the next time they don't play side player, we'll bring it up again and then it'll be good. That's it.
2: Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> probably not. It probably won't help. No,
1: I don't think so. Either. I I not, not after what you've been saying. I always trust the Iska juice.
2: i um, uh, like, okay. So I'm, I'm hinting in a way where it's like, oh, did he punch someone in the face, dude? No, like no. that's not what's happening. But uh, from what I've heard, there are uh, reasons to believe that BQV is just a set starter and uh, it's going to remain as such.
1: Fair
0: enough. I think that takes away from a lot of people's arguments of me like a month ago. Or however long Power Rankings was. Oh, but it's high a player. Well, it's a player's gone. Now you have yeah. BQB. You like BQB? Oh, to be fair, he did kind of perform halfway decent over I mean, I expectations. Think he's fine, but, but compare I think he's him like, to some of the All Stars.
1: Yeah, he's just. There's there's problems with. And I think, like. And I'll probably. I don't know if I can even say this. But I feel like it's kind of like the blase kind of thing on McCree. And there's something like. It's like. It's like it's not his main role. You don't look at it and go, "Well, there's the the thing." Like, things Blase wise, Houston's losing when he's on McCree. Like, I don't think that that's the case. And I don't. I think BQB, no. BQB is playing better than Blase yeah. overall at that position. Sure.
0: Also got a lot of resources. To be fair, Chris but was a like, bodyguard.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look at the the top the top performers. You know, the Philadelphia Fusion Carpe, right. You've got NYXL who are running Nene. You've got Paris Eternal who are running XE. Uh, Xy. You've XCI, got, you got KSP,
0: Glister. Yep. Like there's a lot of talented there, like, DPS that, out there.
1: That, whatever it's called, that carry DPS role sure. uh, is, is so important. And teams like Florida, San Sia player, and um, at, at Houston Outlaws. Don't really have that in Blase and BQB. We're gonna talk about where Linkser falls in on that, but he definitely wasn't to carry in the right ways. If that makes mm, sense, he played, he played great. He he turned around five, like times. half and half. Yeah, so not it's, full, but like it's just a level of consistency Kinda. and a level of like I just don't know if they were prepared to play around Linkser in that way because they haven't had. Like, I don't, I don't know. Possibly, maybe. Uh, With that, though, we're going to discuss the matches. Let's go to New York. NYXL 3, Florida Mayhem 0. Final result, not surprising. No. Uh, But the map score, I would say, pretty surprising. This is something that I think specifically Joe um, had said like this this sh- yeah, could, this, this should have been be, closer this could be a banger and it was not now we did see some things from New York that we didn't expect to see we saw Nene Libero in all three maps against the man yep uh, so does Libero f- or what like no,
0: he's he's been f-ing. he's been he's been clapping his entire career I'm glad everybody's finally getting to the party. You're, li- you're about two years late. This kid should have been starting since the beginning. Who are you is completely washed. I don't know why you signed him. I don't know how Clister goes to London of all teams. And who are you? The washed up, denji one trick that he was is now on NY. Like, <sighs> what? Where is this? Where's this kid been? He's Lillibro should have been playing. Period. Side player. I don't know. Or not side player. I'm sorry. Say, you be. I don't know. We can discuss him later.
1: He's the he's the heart of New York, man. You gotta you gotta let him play some maps. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 there with you because
0: again, like preseason, that was that was a debate topic. Like, oh, does he see play time? Is he is he gonna come in? And I'm like, yeah, he's gonna see. He's he he's he is that vocal leader. He's that emotional leader to come in and be the arm of the coaches. Yeah, but is this is 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 the hard carry kind of McCree that you need to be able to make plays and go and take those flanks? Is that really where you want him? Yep. When you have Nene, yeah.
1: How did how do you <laughs> I, feel about uh, Libero's performance, Jeske? I think it's
2: definitely like we. we uh, the thing is, it's so much, it's so clear that it's an upgrade that I feel like coaches have the problem right now in terms of like motivating um, players on their roster. And it felt like, for instance, like for Shock. Like, last season, they sort of, like, didn't go, like, okay... Uh, or, they, they seem to have, like, split up the, the responsibilities that every hit scan, for instance. This hit scan plays this. Blah, 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 blah. These are the heroes that this guy plays. And when this is meta, he plays. And if this is meta, he plays. Hard distinctions. And everyone's, like, happy with... Or, or cannot really moan when the dice roll doesn't hit them, right? Now, it's like, well... Can really every team really do this? Because even if you divide the hero pool up and say, okay, so who are you would definitely place on Genji. I have no issue with that, by the way. And then, like, okay, so he needs another hero. Um, what is he good at as well? Uh, let's put him on Mei. And Liberus is just like, okay, I, I can then practice like the other projectile heroes uh, require me, of me. I, I can play like Farah. I can play like... Um, Historically, always been a good Hanzo. Hanzo, Hanzo, yeah, exactly. Like, these heroes, and we're dividing it. Nope, that doesn't work with everyone, because there's liter- literally players that are better than your specialists at the other hero. And it's okay to have asymmetric hero pools in terms of, like, this guy covers five, and this guy's a one trick. That's fine. I think they were trying to integrate uh, Who Are You early into it, and um, maybe they had some other intangible things. We can only uh, um, speculate on these these things. But in terms of like what I'm seeing on the server, it's not even a question who, who, no. who the better may is.
1: As far as performance on the big stage, uh, yes, I, I mean I totally agree. And I think that kind of brings a follow up: is how much of you, how much of who are you's performance then? Because it looked very cut and dry. Do you think that? who are you maybe does look better in scrims and it is performing better while here. And he just hasn't translated that onto the overwatch league stage. Or do you just think that it's almost kind of this hopeful thing of like, he's younger, he's new. He can't like, we, we think that this guy is the future of this role on the team. And so we're going to invest in him and give him the time, even if it means we drop some maps. And in this case series,
0: I it's it's difficult to exactly pinpoint where their heads at. Um, I I do sympathize with a lot of what Yiska is talking about with trying to integrate him now. It's early on in the season. It might not yeah. be his best hero, but that's why we pair him with Seboly because he can kind of parrot what the coaches have been saying and try to lead the team to victory rather than just brute force with mechanics. I just think that like if that's the case okay that's fine like it's acceptable like understandable obviously there's um you know it's it's none of my business it's not something that you should go around just kind of talking about but it would be interesting to know if that's necessarily the case um it doesn't feel like he's just it doesn't feel like a a a a counter performance to scrims where it's just like he's not replicating on stage it doesn't it doesn't feel like the character that
1: Is going to ask or or
0: demand you to do that or or just if if it's really the pressure that's getting to him like that, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Um, I just don't think he's very good at the hero. He seems more of a mechanic, you know, like hyper carry style, style player who wants to be taking shots, who wants to be going on flanks, who wants to be trying to take over the game. That's why you put him in on dive maps, you know, the horizons, the temples, you know, allow him to play the die of heroes and and i think you'll see a different a different style of new york so i i've only got to assume that it's it's trying to integrate them early yeah i think like
2: it's it's still a quite it's it's still a decision by imt that could be a net benefit scene seen over the entire se- season maybe it's something about player mentality keeping everyone involved it's also it kind of overlaps with spb being in and just like trying to form a Creative unit where everyone feels like they're part of it. And it's the only thing that like if that's the reason, I caution towards players finding out themselves that they aren't bringing value to their team. Where it's like if SPB and enough. if SPB and who are you sit in a VOD review and just look at Nene and Libero and they are honest to themselves. That might actually hurt their uh, their like self confidence in that regard, right? So um, that that might be something that people have to uh, consider in these if th- those are indeed long term uh, decisions. It's also very possible that there are uh, circumstances with the liberal where it's like, okay, so maybe he had something going on private and good on the organizations, sure. well-led organizations. Um, wouldn't let that come out or whatever. There's always buts and ifs. We're all complex human totally. beings. There are many reasons to go about these ways, but like judging just like from on server performance it's clear and then we have to look at the the short term against the long term could still be a good decision, unsure if it is and we will see in the long term.
1: So, what about on the flip side? So, the Florida mayhem had a liberal problem. <laughs> Not really, but like in the sense that They had a player on the bench uh, who we were very surprised. Well, they've had two, right? Sia player has been on the bench, though not completely like this week. And um, Fate, who is another one who has, I think, trashed some fantasy teams. Uh, We saw him briefly on map one on Ilios against NYXL. uh, How did you feel that he performed, Joe? fine um better than ryan in that situation it's it's, too, it's tough to tell to it's tell.
0: it's very like main tanks in general unless you're just like very egregiously making silly decisions um it's it's tough to tell what you're supposed to do or what the team wants you to do and how successful it is um so if the team's underperforming and isn't hitting their shots, not giving the resources in the proper time, like you're going to just like that's going to chain up into you looking bad. Um not to say that fate looked bad, but if the team's underperforming it's hard for a main tank to really stand out. Um so it it I, if you remove the nameplates I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Um I'd have to like really fine tooth comb and figure out like okay what is fate doing? What is fate? Do? You know, it, it didn't seem like it was an improvement. It didn't seem like a disimprovement. Just
1: saw the monkey. Neither one of, of them
0: feel yeah. like they're really stylistic. They're just kind of there. They exist. They do their job. Period. Um, it is weird to see fate kind of like mixing time with crying. I like crying. Don't get me wrong.
1: It's played fine. Yeah,
0: but that's fate. Supposed to be good player. Not even seeing playtime problem for me. Yeah, dude. Like
2: I, I was talking about this when we were watching. I think like, and I'll just reiterate this role here: if you have a veteran player that is serviceable in in this season, at least get a replace or get a second player get an on that role. Yep. The next, like, there are so few instances where a serviceable, like a guy you call serviceable, that is average, right? remains average the next season the talent level goes up they decay or are misadapted to the um to the current state of the game right like when the game keeps changing like here's a here's the rationale i have right there are 220 players in the overwatch league and we can say they are supremely talented uh, over the general player base i give you that therefore they are more adaptable and like the bad ones are separated anyway, everyone agrees that they should be not in Overwatch League after the season. Okay, fine. So then like you have the mid-tier and these, let's say how many players would that be? Probably like 100 players in the Overwatch League, right? Um, Just like if they had a long career, they have been selected based on what Overwatch was like two years ago, three years ago, right? Now you have this bunch of players and I would say like maybe five to 10,000 players uh, trying to make it pro in, in Overwatch. And they are selected through the new systems that we p- post to them. And we also hope that these systems are good at selecting Overwatch League talent. But keep in mind, how many contenders players actually have missed this season? Where you say top contenders talent that looked like marvelous in contenders, who has missed so far? I can't th- think of a single name. Where like, we're like, okay, this guy's a top five contenders in a contenders. Yeah. Like, you, you could argue Hawk is the worst one so far, right? That's the only one where, where everyone said, okay, he's pretty nutty. And then now that one performance or whatever. Right. Okay. But again, these people are going to, like, the, 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 the K of their relative skill level is, is exceptional. Because this game keeps it cane. Now think of like what, what would happen if we go to one two, uh, one, three, two or whatever, right? Okay. Like game changes completely. Doesn't necessarily mean that our all our DPS players are still uh the best for like that type of system because maybe there are skill sets between three DPS players that are different than in two DPS players or whatever. The game keeps changing. Some people can't adapt. You have the masses. It's simply natural selection. And the law of notch numbers that these people are better um yep. adapted to whatever we're throwing at them. And like serviceable in season three is the
0: garbage of season four. It's yep. just gonna happen. And and there there are another class of young rookie players that are turning 18 that will come into 2021, just like Glister came in this season. Just like Hoxall all and and you know a lot of the rookies of last season came in and surprised oh i didn't think this player could yeah, do that but, yeah sure there's more of those people they're 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 waiting yeah it's it's only going to continue churning we're not anywhere near like we haven't found the solution we haven't found like the perfect roster and to see people either get extended into like multiple year contracts or sign multiple year contracts it 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 really just blows my mind. Like, ah. in what world? And again, we're picking on the mayhem. Why is Chris here? You couldn't have found anybody, literally anybody rain. You had rain. Did he, did they not have rain? Yeah. Apparently Where'd he go? Not,
1: right? Apparently I wonder. Not. so, uh, we had yet yeah on the show. We had Albert on the show and we, we asked him and there was, there was a, a discussion about signing runaway. And they said that they got two of the three players that they wanted. Yep. Who, and this is going to explain. Lee Gun. Do you think that that might have been who they were after? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Like I that, to, say that, so. to me, that, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, Albert, I think, was very kind to Chris on the show and saying, like, he's still a really good player. I think people underestimate you kinda him. You kind of have to say that. No offense I think, to him. Yeah. yeah, like... You're, if you're a head of coach, be like, well, they're not the player we wanted and they're not very good. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I, I take more offense to that than re-signing Chris, right? Like, come on. <laughs> but I would, I, where's the understudy? Like, where, bro, where's you the substitution
1: to your players? But yeah, yeah. Was, there's a lack of depth there. For sure 100% at the moment. And again, where's Florida? Granted, we're only we're
0: only four matches in. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the piss a little bit. Where Where did I put Florida? Where are they right now? Just saying. Okay. You think Hero Pools is going to help them? No, maybe bum god maybe we get a little bit of bum god sombra maybe but Dude. past that point this this seems trash
2: all always all saying is chris is going to play for the lucky future Zen of <laughs> <next year. laughs> yeah, well, where's vito where's Nuss? like
0: they might yeah. as well just export him like it's yeah. it's rough right like and and uh, again like there are plenty of teams well, Why, what, player- what's spree doing what's spree up to he's flexing on the crowd that's all he's there for there's there's plenty of players that just like are existent. They don't do anything. They just kind of take up a roster slot. They take up a salary. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I mean And it's not like they could feasibly like, I yeah, maybe Mecco gets sick. Maybe you have to play Spree. I get that.
1: To be but and to isn't be fair, there somebody like, who's better? There's there's a lot of and obviously we're we we can not spreadsheet this out. So we're we're making in generalized arguments yes. here, but there's definitely an argument of like Known quantity players and the ease of being able to put them into an Overwatch League contract. That's definitely a thing. There's also the, you know, uh, teams tend to snipe. In in their backup roles, they tend to snipe certain heroes. Uh, Spree, I think, is an example of that, right? yeah at least in my mind he wants
0: to be the specialist right yeah like you want him to play the zarya if there's a zarya meta spree can facilitate that he's probably not super expensive um probably does see some scrim time again generalization it's an example from houston not yeah not a knock necessarily to houston i'm sure they actually have a a, a facilitated home
1: stands to do some sure meet and greets and signings you know basically the get the chips uh Treatment without the stream following. I get it. So like, I, I don't like, I don't like the example of, of spree because you can make the argument that they are there for a different purpose. hundred percent. They've, you know, they've, um, there's, been, there's, there's depth,
0: there's specialty. Like there's ways around Chris that. The is problem somebody is that who we don't use them
1: been in the league for a long time. And at no point have we ever, I feel like oh. gone and said, be like, yeah, I get it. I see it. And it sucks to have to yeah. say that about somebody because they've, they, they no doubt have worked their asses off and they've no doubt 100%. like, ima- imagine think, you know, getting to the top tier of whatever it is you want to do in your life. And then having people on uh, a lazy Monday morning podcast, be like, they shouldn't be here. That, that sucks. And I hate the fact that, that we're saying that, uh, it's-
2: so it's, it's kind of th- like the rule of true right eh. There always have to be two mendos
0: spree and blink <laughs> 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 i All mean right. again like it's it's not just outlaws you know look at some of the chinese teams they've got a bunch of just random players like do you think you, you really think like ooh going to play over shu no never he has to be ill yeah. or you know something drastically has to happen like he chops off his own finger can't mouse click anymore now ooh has to play yeah like there are just like vast understudies that probably won't see play, but it does. Like there are obviously reasons for it. I just want to see those reasons actually facilitated at some point, right. because after after that, and, and hero pools are probably the best way for that to happen, right? I brag on it all, all you want. My opinion obviously is known. If if we don't start seeing these people, why are they here? It can't be that specialized because you're never you, again that's why it's spree is an example. Cause he's been on the roster for a couple of years now. We just really, and, and there's
1: also, and to be fair, there's so many intangibles that yes. like players like spree is totally somebody who's going to be signed by another team next year as a player coach. And it, it's going to like, that's what's going to happen. And he brought sure. some intangibility there and some insight there. That's like, Hey, rather than signing spree to a coaching contract, let's sign him to a player contract and have him do a bunch of our, uh, off tank coaching or specialist coaching or wh- totally. whatever that ends up being, we don't we don't have access to that information. No, but but I, I do agree with you on players rotting on the bench. Like yes, what what is the purpose of that? We have to move on uh, to the next uh, the next match though. We have a lot to talk yes. about. Yeah, we did. That was uh, NYXL versus Florida. For anybody who forgot, uh, because we discussed it for so long. The Atlanta Rain make their season three debut uh, and had one of the most dominant performances in 2020, holding Toronto to just one point capture through three maps. Uh, other results aside, Joe, you have to say this is exactly what we expected to see from Rain. maybe even slightly yeah. above what we expected to see for Rain, especially because they played uh, the big double B, Baby Bay. Yep. uh coming in who i don't think that we expected to see no nope. i mean honestly I, I i would be the first one to say like if you're like john baby bay is gonna play i'm like is reaper meta because that's the only thing that i i, I think that
0: and it's all for the wrong reasons that you think that it's all because he just ran it down
1: i agree and he and he I fed agree. a little bit
0: on zarya but it is what it is
1: I agree. So, but, you know, like, that's it. I, you know, I haven't watched enough of Edison to be like, oh, yeah, well, these two differences. So we saw Baby Bay here. Uh, what what made was so actually maybe back up a little bit. Was this Atlanta rain looking good? Or was uh, this is Atlanta
0: rain looking, looking prepared? Um, prepared. I think. Okay yeah defiance very like established they've carved out their niches like okay we're gonna play weird things we're gonna try and catch you off guard this is they've laid out their cards we know exactly what the 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 defiant want to do atlanta takes that and they've kind of crafted a style to specifically beat them you go back and look at nepal they're playing torb you think any team in their right mind just goes and you know what the answer is oh it's torb no you know, I don't know. I don't know a, how valid or how true Bay Bay's interview was when yeah. he talked about you know scrimming it and you know just memeing on it and found out that it was good, or if they actually like thought it had some merit because they did run this before. This is a team that historically has played a good amount of Torb. They were very prepared for this team. They were prepared for all of the strategies that Defiant wanted to throw at them, and they were easily dispatched. So I don't know that it was Atlanta playing well. They were they played well enough to beat the defiant but i don't know if that was preparation or if that was actually like kind of playing on the fly being able to adapt or they just had the game plan they knew exactly what they were going to do and just beat them at it yeah i mean especially when you look at the next game i I feel like they hit it well in
2: scrims um the only way you could have known is um by the academy team playing that repeatedly I feel like Atlanta is once again deriving a lot of value out of scrimming their academy team, it seems like. Um, It also seems like that um, they allocated maybe a couple, uh, a little bit too much resources into find and didn't really take Paris as seriously seriously. as we now should have expected them to. But I will also say I'm really surprised by Baby Bay uh, playing the entire time. Totally. I thought that they throw that they throw in an Edison or a Sharp here and there on the hit scan rolls. It also feels a little bit of overkill to have those three hit scan players. I, yes. I like initially on the first map or even the second map when they're playing Torp, I'm like convinced that baby base like the Torp pick and that's fine. Like give, yeah. give a guy a pick. And if it actually becomes good, like we talked about before with NYXL, but then he stayed in the entire weekend and I'm surprised by that. I'm not even saying that he played badly or that he exposed himself mechanically or anything. Still look pretty okay. Um, But I feel like, okay is an attribute I wouldn't assign to either Sharp or Edison when they're on. Now there are many reasons to assume that that couldn't be the case. And We've got to give some credit to uh, um, Atlanta Reign in terms of their coaching staff and their ability to evaluate if a player feels on or not. But, um, yeah, it, it was not surprising that even when it wasn't going that well that we didn't see it, one of those two. So, totally. um, I hope those are incorporated more uh, next time they play. And I'm not sure when that is. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I'm surprised just how... How underwhelming that was! I had them at the top top three team. Also by scrimbugs. people were uh, thrilled to scrim them. Honestly, um, also surprised by their off tank choices. Like I felt like they played around the Rui sub quite well. Was sure. maybe kind it's of a, It's a map thing that they or like an opponent thing where they thought that wouldn't go well against Paris Eternal. I'll have to like outright admit that I haven't got a, that much thought in that area if they should have run the gator Pogpo comp more um would have to rethink the maps once again but yeah it's it's not a team that you expect to lose that match and i think they should have higher standards and also high better fallback plans when a serious uh drifts off
1: and this like so- it
2: very obviously did
1: and this is one of the teams that has been touted as the most prepared team in Overwatch League. Twelve-man roster, evenly um, split. So they've got backups at every role. They've got their roly-poly yes. uh, practice facility, following them domestically, so that they've got places to practice at all times. They signed some of the most exciting young uh, talent in Overwatch League. I, I would say you know them and Philadelphia Fusion have had two of the most exciting mm-hmm. off seasons as far as really elevating the team and and, and players. Um, And a lot of those uh, promotions came internally from the uh, Atlanta Academy. And so it's very surprising, not surprising so much for the defiant where they obviously were, I would say pretty dominant. I wouldn't say flawless, but it was exactly what I think we expected. Um, uh, as far as overall results and scores, uh, but um, just kind of really interesting to see. I did want to circle back on Pokpo and Ga- Gator for a second because I also think that this is one of the surprises. I don't think we expected to see two main tanks for this team, uh, but we did end up seeing Pokpo and Gator on the reinhardt Arisa combo for the... if. Unless there was some stall point that i that I missed and glossed over, i, I believe the entire match
0: I think for the most part, I think it's a yeah. safe assumption to so uh, granted the most
1: a did this tank setup surprise you? I think we've kind of alluded to that it, that it was relatively surprising mm-hmm. um but b, do you think that this is the best tank look from uh a Rand?
0: I mean, from the two games that we've seen, it's it's tough to say that it isn't. I just think at, at first principles, like at a core, I think generally D.Va gives you multiple ways to play the game. She can play different modes, whereas Arisa, you're a pigeonholed in your roster choices because Gator probably doesn't have a, a strong D.Va, let's say. I don't know if I, I do think that that's probably required at this point. Um, So you're putting you're you're committing to playing a main tank or double main tank throughout the entirety of the map. So you're already pigeonholed there and then they can't switch. So if, if for instance, you know, uh, a flex tank has, you know, some sort of uh, ability to play a main tank or some other main tanks have the abilities to play, you know, uh, what we consider normal flex tanks, that would be an interesting look to throw at people. But for the most part, that's kind of the big criticism of this double main tank style. It doesn't shock me that Atlanta was running it. Um, I, don't, I don't completely agree with it, but they have two very strong main tanks in Gator and pokpo We, we talked about how Arisa, Brian, Arisa, you know, these, these double main tank strategies are potent, at least at the start of the week, or at least the start of the season. Um, it's kind of weird to see this now. Uh, but they kind of showed a different level. They kind of leveled up with it. They they had a different evolution of it. They're they're getting a ton of value out of their halts, and that's kind of how they're playing the composition. Again, I think everybody goes immediately to the like the 4K fire strike off halt and uh, amplification matrix, True. something that nobody else has been that doing consistently. Fun. That was ridiculous. That, that was, was like, cool. oh, okay, this is different. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, okay, Atlanta, you know, has some different looks with old old tools. Let's say. Um, and then they put Hawk in and that's
1: what I call Yiska, by the way, the well, five year old tool, old tools, oh, God <laughs> Hawk.
0: And, and I wonder if this stretches to some of the other rookies on the DPS and the reason why we saw baby bay. If I had to guess, I think this is his first game on stage and, you know, he, he got a little scatterbrained. It didn't seem like he was doing much of anything to uh, to shut anybody down against paris it it just felt like xci was just running around just popping shots and you look and baby bay just is getting smothered the entire time
1: yeah especially so like ba- baby bay is largely credited i would say is one of like the most forward-facing show many sure. people in in overwatch league that we have right now especially with like jake gone you've got yeah. baby bay dog man is probably another one um where they're they're very and uh, did you see like his reaction after they 3-0'd the defiant?
0: Yeah, he came out and did a little swaggy dance and swaggy dance. He's signing yeah. hats
1: and throwing them off. <laughs> I don't think he was signing. And hats. and that's I think that's the
0: big reason why he probably did see play is Edison and 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 Sharp. They're new. They might there not have that same kind of confidence there, for sure. Yeah. Baby Bay's vocal. He's confident. He's gonna go out there and take those shots and flank. And even if he gets shut down, he's gonna flank again. He's, he's that 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 Kobe style player who isn't just going to get in his own head if it doesn't work the first time. He yep. knows that that's exactly what he should be doing, and he's going to keep doing it because he has that kind of confidence. We're gonna. I don't know if that's the exact reason, but if that's kind of my leading leading theory on why we're not necessarily seeing these other players. He brings intangibles. He has those confidence, and he's not horrible.
1: No, yeah, no, I yeah. We're we're gonna talk about Paris, Atlanta in just a second. We do need to talk about Spitfire Outlaws, Joe. We almost oracled the shit out of this. Oh, close. We we're so I was, close. I, wrong man. match. Wrong match. But I was close. Yep. Well, we? Hey, we. 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 We true. were close. Uh, Spitfire uh, defeats the Outlaws three to two. Uh, we called Houston to make some adjustments last week. More stability between Rockus and Repel. Let Lynx play the Check. hitscan scan heavy maps. Uh, they did just that. Fell one point short, and uh, almost pulled a reverse sweep in Houston. Uh, uh-huh. But on on Linkser specifically, Joe, how do you feel that he looked? I think I think the biggest uh, criticism is that Linkser's hit scan. What mm. what people were kind of saying is like the reason why hits, uh, Linkser isn't playing is because hit his scan is not actually good enough to uh, outweigh the flexibility of um of blase Of blase
0: i i i could not disagree more now i'm not saying that links are some sort of top five you know prodigal hit scan god but take blase on on mccree eliminate the flexibility because they weren't being flexible they had a wrong rate on the meta which was said to be fair now they're shifting Linker comes in, is a good hit scan player, and, and that's exactly what I'll say. Good, not great, good. He's serviceable. He can come in clutch again. Go back and watch Junkertown. He's the sole reason they won that map. Period. Yep, sure. He can bring the he he's he kind of becomes a weapon for this team to use. Now this shifts Blase into becoming a, an actual weapon that they can use. I'm not saying Lynxer is good. This makes a whole lot more sense than what they were doing before, and it shows in their performance. They made the adjustments. They're putting people in. They're, they're stabilizing the roster. They have a better read on exactly what they want to do. They executed. Just not enough for London, but
1: we'll get to the other match where they actually won. Yusuke, yeah. yes, you feel the same? Um, I feel like...
2: I'm I'm not sure if if that's giving Linkster a little bit too much credit. I'm not sure about Junkertown if that was actually as hard of a carry performance as. It.
0: I mean, it uh, wasn't. It wasn't a hard carry performance. It was in the final moments in overtime. He finds three picks. They hold. Yeah, yeah. They win yeah. the map. Right. Sure. Jeez, sure. He, yeah, period. Great. Muma's yeah. not doing Good anything. He's, he's shattering with two people down. Linkster comes out of spawn. Dinks three people. They win the map. Like. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't doing extremely well all series long, but. He has those moments that actually can shine. Blase just didn't. You gave him yeah. uh, a number of team fights. So you can look on the stats page. Uh, I'm gonna guess. Uh, again, I haven't looked, but I'm gonna guess like at least a hundred team fights. Not once did he kind of come out and, and have some sort of clutch moment or look like an actual weapon or a threat to the enemy team. He went on flanks against Florida, got stuffed by Chris. Didn't look good. Linkster, on the other hand, has at least some semblance, has some breath, has some life in the hit scan role. Sure. can shift blasé into something that he actually looks fantastic on doing yeah. this I almost flooded deadlifting kids cracked good. on doom dude it's disgusting where was this guy why were we doing this again i think it's because they had a bad read on the meta that just that's it then they're not a good team again don't get me wrong what is that now they're finding their footing
1: like huh what is not a good team to you? Last bottom messy, five?
0: uncoordinated bottom. Four? Uh, probably bottom five for right now. They they haven't pierced bottom five yet. Like this is still like it's a work in progress. One hundred percent
1: improving. But there there's bubbles. there's the, yeah. the
0: yeast is alive. It's it's blooming. Like we're we're getting there. Houston yeah. has
1: a yeast infection. Okay. Well, it. all
0: right. You have a way with
1: words, show.
2: Hey, I didn't do it. You did. He did. Uh, it.
1: Don't you ever point your <laughs> finger at me? Uh, well, well, let's talk about on the flip side though, and we've we've kind of alluded to it. So we kind of saw two different DPS duos. You saw yes. Lynxer and Hydration, and then you saw Blase and Dante. How did you feel about the other? Uh, DPS duo in Blase and Dante playing. We saw some Dupefist, Tracer, Sombra type stuff. Uh, Joe, you're obviously a fan. Yiska, were you as a fan as Joe as this looked? Is this the the improved outlaws? So,
2: Dante and Blase on Hackfist, if that actually is in the cards for map pool, they actually can punch up hotcore. Like, real talk... And it should be in Blase, pool, he's right. Blase.
0: Oh, he gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a top three. <laughs> he, he oh,
2: got, he got the he's a, he's a top top three doomfist in the league. Oh no, he is that. Sinatra. He's Sinatra. Huxley cracked, dude. Oh, <sighs> he is nuts, man. Top like, three, though, did you see what he did to a yes? I saw he I, I, looked like a serviceable, decent Doomfist, and he 100%. got his pants pulled down and his lunch money stolen, bro. Like, uh, yes, that was, I agree. That was nutty. Like, this man just.
0: God, chips though. No, yeah, don't <laughs>
1: get, <laughs> chat. Ignore please ignore chat. Ignore chat. Yeah, we have
0: to c- continue the wall. Do not break the fourth barrier. Was the fourth <laughs> <bear>? <laughs>
2: I'm, 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 noticing the uh, the movement uh, puck horse that Dream has him <laughs> has him on and competing probably. But yeah, that was
0: actually nuts. top three like, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that. He's Stop good. Mm, that's more reasonable. Okay, top three. Though, okay. Huxal Huxal uh, Sinatra okay who else uh let's do where where's Doha set not Hello on the team him, dog below him okay 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 sp- where's Sparkle where's Sparkle? Okay, spa- yeah, yeah, Sparkle yeah yeah Yeah. okay he's yeah. not playing
2: right now like that doesn't my, matter uh, it matters for in for the me league say top three yeah yeah okay it top three playing right now yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> I, I fine he's better than yaki can you guys get oh yeah yaki Rewatch that shit dude like come on like i wish we had something like a bass where i could feed you to the the chat or whatever the hell he calls it yaki
1: hey yaki be nice to chat (laughs)
0: libero had a better doom than yaki
1: be nice be nice okay so so okay blase looks good (laughs) Dante I think uh, excelled with Blase Uh, Dante looks
0: good too to be fair on a hero that he's known for it's in his wheelhouse
1: Uh, yo no don't don't do it ignore
0: dude dude It's like, it's like the Gremlins, man. Like They just come it, out. You just, you just mentioned it, mention it one time. And it's <laughs> like
2: the magic words, just like, don't say it twice, dude. And then there's this China set <laughs> just going like, say leave, bro. Kenobi's here. But he, he was actually in his bed, like during his second REM sleep. And he's just like lucid dreaming, like sleepwalking to the PC, just like say leave, bro. Come on. I I can't right. wait for these Pacific teams to start playing so we can actually slowly, get some spice going between each other.
1: <laughs> slowly mute Yesca. <laughs> slowly mute while he convulses <laughs> on camera. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was really great to see that I I liked I liked it. and this is something that Harsha and Dream they they did a a post conference and just said like we decided to kind of not abandon the initial game plan, but adapt it and let our players play on the heroes that they're known for and that they're good at and they're comfortable on. And it let showed a lot f- here. They, they let them f**k, and that's what happened. So uh, there's one other player, though, that I think really stood out for me, and unfortunately this is for the all, <laughs> all the wrong reasons. And that was Mooma. Uh, Mooma, I've backed you on this show, man like i said, like i think you know like <laughs> i i
0: god I it's so frustrating watching this team this this
2: i don't know if you guys were watching like uh, while we were all watching like this sideshow stream like the best chance of that weekend was <laughs> if you <laughs> sit in block z and a shatter hits your knee it's a <laughs> it's', it's so good like
0: oh it's so true too it's it's like j mac with none of the positive side there's it's j mac with no upside it, it random pins not shattering uh swinging and playing aggressive playing too pat like it's it's just always it feels like it's wrong
2: remember the serviceable main tank that was kinda good kinda and then s- season three. Whew. Yeah. get him out
0: get him get out, him out. <laughs> <Smell>. <laughs> oh that's smell on it uh, nah we can't eat that anymore dude <laughs> like, i think it's it's about a week old it's it's grow it's 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 becoming sentient it's so old
1: this was yeah. uh, for me this was a match you know do you guys remember the uh the rock'em sock'em robots
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah, yeah
1: do the little thing i feel like that was J Mac and Moonlight all time. Muma? They just kind of like yeah. they're kind of like swinging you randomly, and just like J Mac is the guy who had like 15 extra minutes playing the game before yes. he started playing his yes. friends. So he's just like beating it, but anybody else watching is just like, "Ooh, why are they?" That, why they are were ten year
0: olds with with Bopham sockers, whatever the bop, hell they were. Sock, and boppers. it was just each kid had one, yeah. and they were just going back and forth,
1: more fun, just than punching each other, a pillow fight
0: roll them up put your hand inside get ready to have the time of your life yeah i remember it too. okay
1: <laughs> copyrighted brought to you by sock and boppers <laughs> only <$19. laughs> 1995 order now uh jesus um yeah so that was yep that was that was that batch that happened children yeah. fighting in
0: in the sand pit
1: uh yep Uh, Next match, uh, Philadelphia Fusion 3-0, the Boston Uprising. Talk about getting bullied on the schoolyard. (laughs) Next. All right. Uh, This next one, though, is one of the most surprising, I think, results we probably have to this point. Uh, Paris Eternal have uh, solidified themselves as a real contender, taking Atlanta Reign in four maps, 3-1. to So after a dominant performance against the Toronto Defiant, the Atlanta Lane looked really rough against the Eternal. I can even like that feels like an understatement. Uh, Is is Paris really that serious of a team, Joe? I feel like I can answer for you and say yes. Yeah, you've said that this is a top five team. Yiska, is Paris that serious of a team, or do you think that maybe a Atlanta is just not that good of a team, or b Atlanta hasn't quite figured out uh, where they're at yet. I, I think because we've seen Philadelphia Fusion flounder a little bit for a team that is largely very good. And I think that you could put up there. They are also a team that has not looked flawless, especially against some lower uh, tier teams. They have not looked that great against lower tier teams.
2: Yeah. Um. It's hard to say. I just have to see more of them. That was a really weird weekend to me, in terms of all Super my expectations weird. for the team. Um, I think uh, we need to give Hawk some more time to develop. Don't I it? think he... Uh, like That is the better... like That's the optimal option uh, for them, especially if he could pick up a, an Orisa as well, to have that um, additional... Yeah. Uh, flexibility. Yeah, I really w- want to see some like even if you don't if you if, even if baby B is your starter and that's a an okay choice. Um, also because there are probably intangible reasons and he's not really a liability. But I still want to see on those ace maps we we've seen in in contenders what Edison can do on a map like oh. uh, Ilios. Sure. So um, that that's a that's a. Play I want to see come out, and then ju- just generally, um, I think the Atlanta system will flourish over the season. Totally. I think that's a season a, a team that is very long-term play, sure. Yep. Yes, very for the long term. i I'm, I think they will aren't even that bothered by like splitting one-one. Ah. Like if you have a roster that is stacked and a system that's good, you're probably still feeling pretty chill about making playoffs.
0: Yep. So I, and um, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta, you know, move back up into the top five for me. This is a team that we all expect to be top five just right now.
1: They're not, yeah. and they probably is, will move back up. Though this was Paris's only match to prepare for too. So to be fair, yes. it was the it was the Atlanta Rains, so it's not like they knew what to prepare for. Yeah, but um, at the, at the very least they weren't having to prepare for somebody else and, and, and trying to think about how are we going to approach the rain? So, um,
0: but this is a Paris roster that came on stage, like from reportedly being like quite ill. This was a sick Paris
1: in good and bad way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Both, both definitions of the term. So that's, that's kind of what is the cherry on top. That's not the reason why I think they've like exploded and, you know, massive brained it but that was their fundamentals like if you get ill and you have to go do something you're probably doing like the bare bones exactly what you practice like and even then it's probably not great and that's what team showed up yeah they look good how, how is that team not absolutely disgusting
1: so well let's talk about that I think one of those players uh, would be Exie. Um nope. and I think Xe has kind of at the very least he's he's written himself an invitation to be discussed about in one of the more elite hitscan players. in, uh, And we're talking about uh, McCree specifically. Definitely uh, to a point on the Widow, but largely McCree. Yep. Um, where do you think that Xe ranks right now in the Overwatch League for his c- carry <laughs> DPS performance is what we'll call it. I think he's
0: definitely within some of the better ones. But I think he's probably towards the if we had to like tier list them, I think he's like probably towards like the bottom middle or the bottom of the s tier, like somebody that can just kind of take over the game that will just mechanic you um that can just brute force but actually does operate well within this system um very who would I compare him to?
2: um is he better than big Q b in your mind?
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent doubt. really yeah,
1: like. Yeah. He's yes, way, better. Yes. way better.
0: Way no, no, better. I'm not was, sure about like, way really better. Wait, no, way better. Yeah. I, I'm not sure about way better, but uh, he's better. I again, I, I look at BQB, I look at when you can't give him an actual bodyguard. Tough to look good when you don't have Chris just up your butt. And just like, you know, protecting you with Brigida and stunning people and pushing them back and giving you resources and allowing you to flank constantly. It, it it's it's pretty easy to look good. Blase might have even looked good if you could do that.
2: And then my second question, I suppose, is when you say S-tier, sure. is an "ss" s tier
0: Is there a double S-tier? Maybe. Yeah. Watch out with all the S's. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Joe <laughs> made a joke! <laughs> regardless. Regardless. And it was um,
1: funny! We would have let that one ride oh that was great
0: <laughs> yeah I think there is like a level above I think there are people who are like generational talents on specific heroes um, but XCI is like good across the board can play different heroes will probably do well in in hero pools and a number of heroes and yeah he's, okay. he's, he's, he's probably in the discussion for rookie of the year but probably won't win
1: Timeout. we need to come up with some consistency on this podcast are we saying it at XC or XCI know.
0: Let yeah, let's have it. The casters say are saying XZ, X E XZ, okay,
1: okay. to like
2: XZI for no reason. Okay, <laughs> okay.
1: all <laughs> right, I can't get we're, in we're in there. We're skull. there. All right, fine, yeah. we're there. Yeah, I'm the so, it is
2: XZ. I'm the SADO of this conversation. No, 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 no,
1: no. <laughs> They're all in caps, so it's SADO. Is how it sounds. Yeah, it's right. Uh, it's yeah. an acronym, <laughs> exactly. Um... So I, I think um I think if you look back at the Toronto match for Paris Eternal, I think Baby Bay didn't look like a bad pick. Like it looked like, okay, there's some coaching metagaming going on here where they're like, yeah. oh yeah, he looks really good. And I can see why maybe this is like a meta for Baby Bay, because Baby Bay looked, I think, really solid against the Toronto Defiant, who yeah. took philadelphia fusion to five maps must be a pretty good team this is a team that uh beat paris eternal
0: no wow. and with an asterisk
1: yes <laughs> but uh, we'll see how many people remember regardless that asterisk. still is uh, a win yes uh but he did not perform nearly to that nope. level here at all so to be fair
0: hanbin was you know doing some cleston maneuvers if you catch him a drift you know maybe you know the uh, astro glide player of the match just saying
2: yeah but
0: y'all know these uh
2: the concept of um being on in yes. cisco right? flow state stuff like that and like in csgo just to quickly explain of course we have different weapons and whatnot and there are days where even your support player just has an on day and you give him the up instead, right? Like, some teams do that because he's feeling it that in, in that moment, right? So, um, it's like, okay, so maybe... And I noticed a distinct difference between baby me- mechanics on day one and day two. Uh, he was hitting a lot of shots and actually crisp. Uh, especially on mccree on on day one not so much as on day two if i see that and i have such a deep hitscan roster of course it's not sh- like a modular thing where it's like okay i'm taking out my one hitscan player and i'm putting like the you know like a new what's that thing called like you're, mac, you're, mac pro it's yeah. all
1: modular yeah i, I know yeah isn't it
2: to... yeah
1: so yeah but yeah you're the, but it's like the batteries yeah whatever
2: yeah it's yeah exactly it's like um
1: double a battery dude
2: it's like you have um of course someone that also talks a lot maybe others don't talk as much edison yeah. certainly cannot be expected to um do as much and um so you then still could theoretically say okay do i have a, do i have an on player maybe in warm-ups or whatever so maybe i can locate that and then i maybe switch to him because that is has as long as fps has been a thing there have been days where even the most mediocre player just has absolutely like transcendental aim that one day and he just claps the best in the world yeah it just happens and i think and on heroes as much as a intensive as like Widowmaker and uh McCree, they are theoretically on days, and then you have to go then you have to do the calculation of like, okay, so here are my intangibles, here's my mechanics, how much value is everything going okay? Baby maybe, maybe not hitting as many shots. Is it worth to put in someone? Okay, mint that works, and then um they go ahead with like a and it's maybe just for a map, you know? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I I, I personally notice a distinct difference in mechanics, especially raw aim. Day one, day two. Sure.
1: Well, yeah, I think, um, yeah. So, are so, yeah. I think I just want to see Edison. This is another one of those things where it's like, it's like libero, it's like, um, uh, Lynxer. Like, yeah. I'm not saying unequivocally that this player is gonna be better as far as your immediate result in this match. But I want to at least see it. Like, I need to at least see it. Sure. And and be And I think Hero Pools might facilitate that. Man, oh, I wish we could... I just want to talk about Hero Pools right now. But we can't. Wednesday, Wednesday, we're going to talk about Hero Pools. Chat, settle down. Order in the court. Uh, Dream says, Baby Bay also had a really sick McCree, and his aggro style is good for this meta. Which I... I totally. think it's probably true. Any calls, right? So, yep. well, like, it, there's there's a lot going on there. I don't think that overall we're saying that, like, Baby Bay shouldn't have been in. Uh, obviously, we'd like to see Edison. And I think uh, for a, there was a decent expectation to see some Edison, and we didn't. Um, or Sharp. Yeah. Yep, or Sharp. I'm, I'm not so surprised to not see Sharp, but that's just me. Um, I don't know that's just yeah I don't remember sharp having
0: like an absolutely disgusting McCree but I know he has a widow I do remember the widow
1: sure but they didn't play any like absolute must have widows did widow maps did they I'll look yeah not sure anyways uh, Paris Eternal huge congratulations they've obviously you know Joe puts them in the top five I definitely put them up in those teams that yes, they could be contenders. They could be, and obviously we haven't seen the Chinese teams uh, or mm-hmm. uh, some of the even the yeah, Korean that's teams. A- we haven't seen them, but they could be a team that could be a bubble playoff team. Assume it without these other teams that we know nothing about in the mix. Um, they're a good team. They're playing really well. They're playing well at all positions. Yiske, you said it before that. Uh, what is I think most encouraging is how well the French counterparts have played with yeah. uh, the Korean players. That was a in comparison very, to their like, last
2: year performance. Yeah.
1: If you told me two months ago, John, the 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 Paris Eternal are going to be three and one, and they're going to be pretty decisive in those three and one, and they're going to look really great, and Joe's going to say they're going to be a top five team. Why do you think that is? You'd be like. Oh well, the their Korean players are just playing out of their mind, right? Perfect meta. Korean players are playing out of your mind. Uh, XZ and Hanbin are you know absolutely just you know going off the walls, and that's why that they're. It's not exactly the case, right? It's they. I mean, they are playing great. The Korean part yeah. is playing great, but I, I mean, I think mm. Ben Bess is, is played great. FD FD God has been you know really solid. Oh fantastic! Oh yeah.
2: Guy, you know, and e. Lucio is just. Yeah, hey, he's kid's nuts. Kid's actually cracked.
1: So, like, I, I think from that perspective, I I think that that's a little bit. It's not so much surprising as it is encouraging that the Atlanta Ray have put together a team that can work together in uh, two different cultures, and I yeah. think that that's great. And if they can do it now, hopefully they can continue to keep doing that's, it. That's
0: that's the key. You know, you come out on stage sick again. You you can't you can't ignore it, but it's not like a huge deal. But the fact that this team is as cohesive as it is this early negates a lot of my argument for how bad I thought this team was going to be. This team will only improve. They're getting a, a incredibly good rookie mid-season in Sparkle. They have a lot of depth at DPS. Again, Xe can play a lot of the heroes that I expect him to be uh, piloting or what the, the next meta should be with uh, with the heroes removed. So can soon though. Eco, we'll, we'll see about him. But like, by the way, this-
2: I really, I really hope they have Sparkle uh, extend his hero pool a little bit. So he like the other projectile picks are on the level of his Doom and uh, I Farah. Think-
0: <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't it's know been if a I, long time.
2: Like if I, yeah.
0: What I else do know, you like- want him to play? Though, what are you? What are you worried about? Um,
2: like I mean, I, ideally. Give him a hitscan pick as well. Um,
0: but... I think, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, they do a lot. La- no, I don't think... Ah, I think Xe's fine. If, if you want that, like, mechanical, like, McCree Widow player, I XE's mean, it's fine. It's just, like, for being ready for everything. You don't know
2: about double hit hitscan metas, Like, do you really want to count on... Um, wow. I'm blanking on the name. Um, soon, yes. Oof. Yeah. Um, Maybe you do. Maybe like these uh, these coaches can ch- still drag a couple of percentages out of him. Then again, the roll off. So what, what two double applies. what
0: double hit scan are you like concerned with? Because I think there are some that I would agree with, but I think they're kind of like weird. But I don't know if this is the right time for the conversation.
1: Probably not.
0: Probably not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True.
1: All right. Let's talk about the Spitfire Mayhem. Ah, uh, the London Spitfire. I would say upset the Florida Mayhem three to two. I think going into this week, um, a lot of people had the London Spit or the Florida Mayhem, uh, beating the London Spitfire. And after a near loss to the Houston Outlaws on Saturday, London Spitfire bounced back with a map five win against the Florida Mayhem. The Mayhem are now one in three with a minus four map differential. I think we've kind of discussed what seems to be going on with Florida, but on the flip side, the London Spitfire find themselves at three and two with a with three five map series. So, uh, yeah, they they've been going deep. So, where do you rate this London team right now? That it seems to be, I would say, can I say this? I think I can say the most inconsistent team in Overwatch right now. Is that fair? Which team? London Spitfire. London. Uh, what's yeah, it, probably. What's, I think I'd agree in, in like Wait, overall in, results like they tape you know they're they're taking teams deep and then they're just getting crushed and they're looking great well, on a few points and then um, hold on hold on you're going to make me pull, pull it out.
2: I feel like they're playing so they ran uh, New York Paris, to to Paris
1: the 3-0 after taking a map off of NYXL
0: Yeah. which I believe was pre-Hanbin yeah
1: Pre to, yeah, to be fair, pre Hunten they, so
0: they got they got kind of clapped by pre Hunten in Paris, which is not a good look.
1: Uh, yeah. beating Washington though, um, you could definitely make the argument that those those almost were two very different series in that same series. Like sure. it was literally like they were just getting clapped and then they start clapping. Sure. Um. So uh, I guess that's where it would come from. It's just like a I would say just a very inconsistent. Uh, results even on like a per map basis
0: yeah it's it's tough to kind of like give them like a a tier. like they keep bopping around a lot like they beat a good team or they draw a bad team really close and then they you know edge out a good team and then they lose to a team or it's they they feel kind of all over the place
1: and I don't think that's something so that's that's, that'll improve what I say by yeah don't like chat just Mm -hmm. like settle down if you don't agree with it like hopefully you can see what I'm trying to say here okay uh, yeah, that, that's what I mean by just kind of like inconsistent, kind of an unknown quantity. I'm not really sure what we're going to see from them. Dream makes a great point. London are probably the gatekeepers in Overwatch League yep. right now. Great way to put mm. it. Um, yeah. So can't put away London, you got problems. So we're, so is that where we all rate them? Kind of the gatekeepers kind of on the, the cusp, like a C
0: tier. Yeah.
1: C plus, you know, uh, yeah, trying to break C-tier. into being tier. good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. So it's a it's a tough team. It's a tough team. It's an interesting team. They've got a lot of great parts, um, exciting parts.
0: Got some bad parts too.
1: That. Yeah, that's true. They they definitely got some bad parts. So we'll see. Um, but it was interesting to watch. I think the Florida Mayhem. I I think we we discussed it at the beginning of the show is one of the most surprising teams as far as the results that we've nope. seen. They've consistently underperformed and. Um, nope. We hope that they uh, figure that out. Bottom. Okay. Joe, Bottom. Joe is gonna flaunt that. I have to go back into the power rankings and be like, "Oh yeah, but what about this team and this team?" Uh, anyways.
2: Don't oh. bring up my power rank. I don't want to like. Literally I literally mean, mean nothing. Anymore. Again, yeah. I had like Paris at nineteen. Like how wrong? No, so. I, I I literally think it does like. Yeah, they don't. just because a team no. has wild performances now doesn't necessarily mean one hundred percent that I didn't anticipate that to be ha- happening, and it would have been a projection towards the end of the season, and then Hero Pool comes, comes in and just completely invalidates the entire thing. Yep. Like, I I just consider them to not be valid at all for me. Yeah, because no. there are like, a, a
1: fun piece of content to like discuss the teams in that current iteration. Yes, uh, like if the and, meta And the meta in that current iteration. Yeah. 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 Um, London's not a one-man army. Both their Dia players are set. Yes, we should definitely talk yeah. about um Bernard Shui- You
0: know who doesn't get talked about in, at like almost yeah, at all? Sanguinar is actually not bad.
1: Not a bad. Sanguinar is yes. actually pretty good. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Let's there are I some think- pieces that are less than, but they make up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the the big thing to point through to is J-Mac, right? Like Yeah. And that's a big that's a really She's difficult the piece. <laughs> J-Mac the the gatekeeper. He, he is the player that like, I don't know. It's it's tough to be a very good team right now with a main tank who is underperforming. Yeah. Um and I think that we've seen that with a few teams. So, there's my Does get the, bailed out a lot. Yeah, there's my off the cuff Analysis with like actually not going back and like verifying what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying right now. Just Let's stick ta- to it. Let's talk about the last match of the week. That was the Florida Outlaw. Nope. Uh, the nope. Toronto Defiant fall to the Houston Outlaws three to one. Oh, that's oh. the wrong one. They they fall. The, the Defiant got or the Outlaws got their win. In Houston, almost walked away with two man, So close. So they get their first match win against Toronto, a team who up until their performance uh, against Atlanta, I think were r- largely regarded. I would almost say that Atlanta, or uh, Toronto was kind of seen as like the gatekeepers before week four.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I think that um, uh, was a different kind good. of gatekeepers, but yeah. They're... Like the preparation, like if you can't beat us, then you probably don't have the, the strategic depth to beat other people. So we're going to test you. And if you can so, beat us, great.
1: Yeah. So for Toronto, what does a loss to Houston mean for this team that also was uh, clapped by the Atlanta rain? Mm.
2: Well, it feels very defined once again, I feel like. Uh, unfortunately, and I don't know what that even means because that team, once again, is like a completely different team from last year. Like (laughs) from the players that remain, those aren't even playing that at all or frequently more than one web. So uh, coaching staff completely different Uh, other than like Baroy, like just giving them the, I don't know, like the jitters or whatever. Like it's just... Uh, I honestly think maybe we interpreted the signs a little bit too early. Overinterpreted them too early, yes. And yeah. um, it's also of course that like it's not like Defiant lost against clearly the worst team in the league nope. uh, in terms of score. It is Houston just playing way better than uh than the score indicates. And then um also like they kind of. They just play their strategies better. Like, agility is just going to get his uh, cheeks clapped by Blase every time. Um, Boomer played uh, a really solid uh, Winston, for instance. Um, I think that strategy also... probably maybe lends itself more towards their comp structure or whatever. I, like, without insight. It's, maybe that's a natural progression of that team that it would have happened anyway, but... Um, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the case that it's not... Like, I, I think if that, that match happens in week one and they were had still these oh, yeah. judges, then it probably happens in another way. Like, we just have very different performances and uh, based on that... Um, we saw. I, I see that match, and also I think both those teams play to their trend. Yep. I think we that that's the level we can expect from the define in the future, and I think that's also the level we can expect from the Youth loss in the future.
0: That's kind of how I was surprised For by the this. trajectory, at least. Yeah, I. To your point, I do think Houston. If we eliminate hero pools and we continue, like I think this is probably the natural progression of this team, where it's like, okay, well, we need to bridge the gap to the next meta, whatever patch comes in and changes. We need something to get us there, and this is the composition. It's been proven to work. We have the pieces to get it to work and pilot it correctly. I think that 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 was always going to be the case with Houston. What was surprising is I kind of assumed, a Toronto was going to put up a better fight in that mirror, and B that their May McCree kind of was going to be able to be able to deal with it. Try to kind of stop it because if you just kind of agree and you handshake on playing this double doom style, you're giving Houston so much of a benefit. You're just allowing them to play what they already wanted to do. You're not trying to counter it. You, you, you've They've stopped being the off meta team and now they're just mirroring them and it's worse. That's that's what was really weird about Toronto is that they kind of didn't feel prepared. Yeah, they almost didn't know that that this was to be expected. I don't know. I got real I, weird vibes. <clears throat> I also want to credit, of course, the seventh man coming
2: in clutch for Houston. <laughs> and judging by the, you know, like little little uh, what's the it? Hand like, fighting, the hand fighting signs. No, the yeah, the the signs. Like that energy is only replicated by like a you know like a in a zoo what what's it called like the the part of the zoo where only the uh, monkeys are. <laughs> I have no clue. It's it's called monkey house in German. Oh. So in the monkey house, like just bring one like that. If that energy been... just fuels your players. Like I don't know word. they they'd also hold up the some of the signs that uh, were shown there. God, what an obnoxious crowd! But if that fuels you, <laughs> all power to you. <laughs> just take that KO, energy, bottle it up, and just bring it to you uh, to the next um, like homestead you're traveling to. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was seventh great. man
2: apparently, exists. and I think a, a
1: really important week. <laughs> just in general, they didn't walk away with two wins, um, but Joe and I emphasized the importance of walking away with, with a win, win here. Yes. And and not only just one win, but the loss. Who? I mean, it was close, right? Yeah, like true. It, it was. De- it's not like oh, we zero oh and three, and then we eked one out at the last second. It was like no, they were hanging with both of these teams significantly. Doesn't really push them up the rankings too far just yet. If anything, I think it saves
0: them from being the bottom.
1: I think it. I think if anything, yeah. So it saves them from being. Uh, You think uh, above dead last you think above Boston?
0: I think that I know again, I said this yesterday. I think there is an argument to put them last. I don't agree with that. I can see where people would argue that again. They they lost to Boston yada yada yada. I think with this new look Houston with the momentum that they have with the confidence that they're bringing in this game. Sure. You have to at least put them 19th. They're not last there they're not the bottom of the barrel but again i can't i can't feasibly jump them up with one performance it's just not that's disingenuous
1: yeah i think the big takeaway if we're like talking about like relative power levels and stuff is that toronto is in free fall
0: yeah not good not
2: good not good probably not yeah
1: we'll see we'll see what
0: happens do they play do they play next week they do They do. They play Florida this weekend again yep. with the Hero Pools, which we'll get into. That will um, be an
1: interesting one. You've got two teams. I th- who... uh,
0: I uh, I won't I won't say anything. Yeah, I, I think also for
2: for Outlaws they're playing Eternal. Um, it's going to be like that's At the time. last match they'll have till April. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's it's um. That would be that that could be a good match, we'll see it depends on I think if uh on the maps of course, of course, and then um if uh, like how how that looks when you when you're running uh like if if they're once again running doom into something i I'd, I'd like to see that against the team that has um uh proven cohesion yep. um, but yeah that's, I think it, it, it has the potential to be a good team a good match. I'll also wager that your estimation of Paris being a top five team is going to be broken there.
1: See? Not necessarily
2: by an Outlaws win, but
0: uh, by by being closer closer than... Yes. I could agree with that. Uh,
1: The the Eternal struggling to get that win against Outlaws. Fair enough. Man, I don't know. I, it's going to be really interesting. I want to see the uh, betting odds on Paris versus Fusion oh, the, after Paris have, you know, yeah.
0: It's, the odds makers are probably going to get fired with hero pools because these are going to be tough.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let's gotta make, make some, make those let's make some money. Some
0: big. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's double our Patreon, boys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just kidding. We're not doing it. Don't worry. Uh, big thank you to everybody who hung out. Uh, that's kind of our recap. Hope. F- you've got some more context into all the matches and if you missed them, hopefully it can help you stay caught up and good to go. Uh, Yiska, we did get some new up to, uh, or just new patrons and up to patrons in general, yeah?
2: Sure. Um, so new patrons are, and okay, so first someone that up, that pledge, it's a dollar more, um, so if you now stay with us for the next 320 years, um, that could pay for Joe's carpet cleaning. I don't know where I'm going with this. Never have me read these again, please. Uh, Gucci <laughs> <Coochie laughs> Kofi updated you said, to 25 bucks.
1: Oh, did I not? Ryan you, P. Ryan P. Thank you for upping I, I your Patreon it. and believing in the show so much. That you're like, I want to give you more money this month. Dude, I, I can't afford to. I can't. I had to cancel all my Twitch subs last week or last uh, month. Hey, really? Oh, Damn. Yeah, money's tight, bro. I get it, Damn. dude. I appreciate the hell out of that upped pledge. Yeah, that's just yeah, Thank you very much
2: um then kuchikopi uh i feel like he's been around for a long Kuchikopi's time been I feel a like,
1: long time patron
2: yeah and also like one of the you know like when you when we were all in small plebs and you were posting an article for 15 views yeah that was one of the likes on twitter Yep. um yep. and then josh d also right. uh brand new patron. chipping in yeah and we're close to the goal now
1: i saw 3 yeah 15.
0: what's the goal
1: I don't know. We might need to reevaluate it. I think there's something. <laughs> yeah. I, think I think that's something. Wasn't that's the goal two shows? People life? No, we, we already did two show or an extra show, but like we obviously do Is wait. That, mm. Wasn't it the 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 um advertisements thing? No, that was five hundred. Advertisement. Removing advertisements. Oh yeah, true. And, oh,
2: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Ow. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. Oh, anyway. it says
2: here. Pre and post show guaranteed. If we hit 350, we'll upload and pre and post show content to Patreon right away. And to YouTube shortly after. I don't
1: want to do that. But I will. <laughs> 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 Sounds like a pain yeah. in someone's ass. But um nice. yeah. If that's what it is, and now we've set it on the air and I can't go back and change it, thanks guys. That's what it is. Neat. Alright. Unless you guys vote and want it to be changed to something else. Please, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, five star iTunes review from Sweet underscore Ten. Thank you so much for leaving a wonderful five star iTunes review. If you're like, hey man, I I'm like you, John. I can't like I'm I'm canceling my subs too, or I just like can't afford to send money to content creators right now. I totally get it. I empathize and sympathize because I got a tax bill. I owe taxes this year. And I'm pissed about it. Damn. So yeah,
2: so IRS is doing you in?
1: Ah, uh, dude, don't get me started. But uh, you're like, but I'd love to support you in a different way. Five star iTunes reviews are a great way to do that. It helps us jump up in the algorithm. And most other like podcast outlets use the iTunes, um. Uh, rating system to like sort their podcast. So by leaving us a five star iTunes review, you make us more discoverable on other websites as well. So that's a great way uh to support the show for free. And also just telling your friends and sending us your questions to tactical underscore crouch on Twitter or um all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Uh, that's gonna do it for us uh you can find me everywhere at kick tripod twitch twitter youtube that's also where you can find the show twitch and youtube at twitch.tv slash kick tripod and youtube.com slash kick tripod so if you want to see the show live or you want to watch the show in video format otherwise search for tactical crouch anywhere that you can uh Yiska, shout outs for the week where can people find you go
2: um as always um i'm going to write some stuff for gg G- G- recon as always um i collected the straw polls of our uh watch parties by the way if you want to hang out well we're p- like we're not tryharding here in our like w- with companion teams or whatever we're just really shooting <laughs> it you know in uh in discord and i'm bad at this i gotta i gotta i gotta get on my joe grinds for that
1: you gotta but, figure so, it out. um
2: um and if you want to hang out there otherwise uh i'll have the review either so the the recommendation i want it to be kind of like a tv guide you know like for for watch games We got seven games which ones to should you rewatch in order to get the storylines see amazing plays what is attractive about these games and it's going to be much shorter this time not 4k words i promise and uh, just like short and sweet descriptions of what's going on, and then uh, also probably going to have some Valorant stuff this week.
1: Woo! Valorant! Uh, Joe, what about you, man? Shout outs for the week. Where can people find you?
0: you can find me on all the socials at Volamel. That's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Uh, just posted uh, my thoughts on what team should be doing if they want to win a championship um my estimation is probably saving some of your star players especially when they're ill um it's a long season some marathon not a race that type of deal gotta gotta give a lot of props to those deep rosters um and then some analysis on the washington justice but this week you can look forward to an alternate overwatch history uh maybe some analysis youtube content uh hero pool discussion and i don't know we'll figure it out
1: sweet All right, well, that's going to do it for us, chat. Thanks so much for hanging out. We're going to be back with a brief show, uh, post-show, right after the uh, music. Until then, we'll see you Wednesday for the Week 5 Preview Show.